0: Recording in progress.
1: Man, I, that voice just comes out of nowhere. Good morning, everybody. It's early morning, and this is awesome. Welcome to the one to the Positive Tip Podcast. This is Kenny and Remember Kenny Squared. With, yes, and look, we're going to start there with Kenny Squared in Cleveland. Um, so, Kenny, how you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty good. Awesome. Um, yeah,
1: it's, it's morning. So. <laughs> it's morning, yeah. All right. Um, the Browns, let's start there. And I got to really uh, also t- want to touch on the Cavaliers and see if there's any uh, excitement about them. But the Browns, the Odell Beckham stuff since we last talked, that, you know, he got released. As far as I know, he hasn't caught on with any team yet, right? Has anybody
0: signed him? No, he cleared waivers yesterday. So um, okay. now he's a free agent, so... Anyone could grab him. He had said before, if like one of these bad teams claimed him, he was going to cause issues. So that kind of told you no one's going to claim
1: him. Well, none of the bad teams. So he he wants to go to yeah. uh, a, a really good team, and some of the good teams might not want him to be a distraction. So what was it all like? Because at, at, after that, the Browns went out and just smoked the Bengals. Um so what's it uh what was the reaction there in Cleveland with the whole Odell stuff and then the big big win on Sunday?
0: Um I think it kind of got to the point where Odell was more of a distraction than a help. And also in general it seems like he's not necessarily done a ton recently. I mean, he's only targeted a few times, but um Baker Mayfield threw passes to eight different receivers on set on Sunday. Oh, wow, um, okay. It kind of seems like, while it, I don't blame them for making the trade, I think you got to at least shoot for it. But even from the very beginning, it didn't seem like the Baker-to-Odell connection was really ever a fit. Yeah. Um, and it's weird. Truth be told, I feel like not a lot of people are that upset about it. Um, especially, like, I mean, when you're coming off of a 40, when you score 40 with... Without your top receiver like that, I think it says a lot. But um, I don't know. Um, It'll be interesting to see where Odell lands. Um, I also bought an Odell t-shirt because I figured because of the Giants connection would be fun. And, of course, now that's kind of worthless. But um. (laughs) Well,
1: you know, I, I think that you're right. The the big win like that, especially over the, a division rival interstate rival, uh, certainly probably took the Odell stuff right off the, the back pages there. The, um, Mayfield seemed to have some very, um, I'll use the word classy, you know, comments about Odell after. And so, uh, um, so do you think this is a turning point for the Browns? I think
0: it is. Um, kind of looking at last year they started out kind of slow and then Odell tears his ACL and they go on a run which leads them to their first ever playoff or first ever but first playoff game in a long time so I kind of feel like maybe the same thing might happen Um, but a lot of it I think a big test of that will be um, this week they play New England who like New England isn't the, the Patriots of the past, but they're still a very good team. Mm-hmm. And um, the Browns have won, I believe it's five of their last six meetings with the Bengals. Like that's one of those teams that they kind of have their number. Right. So if they can if they can carry that momentum next week and and beat Bill Belichick, I think that would be. I think that would kind of say like, okay, this team.
1: This team actually didn't ever really need Odell, so... Well, okay. Um, Interesting. Speaking of teams that didn't need Odell, uh, you had some really strong comments <laughs> last week about the Giants, and, you know, I mean, you're a die-in-the-wool, you know, Giant fan, and I was a little bit surprised, actually, to hear you say, you know, you're done, you're kind of tired of this. You weren't done with the team, obviously, but just kind of tired of losing, Hey, you know, tear it down and, and start all over again. And then lo and behold, they go out and a huge upset uh, against a, I think a little bit overrated Raiders. Uh, although I think that they'll they'll be there at the end because uh, I think they got rid of uh, also a big distraction with with Gruden. So sitting there Sunday, I don't know how much of it you watched, but I'm sure you were following along. What was some of your thoughts, and and what are, what are your thoughts on what was what was a huge win and a pretty well balanced game they played? You know, they finally. Got some big defensive stops and things like that. So what was uh, what were your thoughts on the Giants' big win over the Raiders?
0: Um, well, you said it very nicely. I was not expecting that at all. Um, I didn't watch a ton of the game um, on the same time. Like, I followed some of the highlights. Um, but, yeah, I feel like it was a pretty balanced game. It seemed like... Um, like, the Giants actually, like, did stuff well from all aspects of the field. Um, I don't know. Saquon Barkley. Oh.
1: Hey. His
0: little Ellie. Hey, Ellie. <laughs> um, <laughs> it seems like Saquon Barkley kind of has been more disappointing. But, I don't know. Maybe Daniel Jones might stick around. I don't know. It just seems like... Cause he didn't have a great game but he had a pretty good game i think the defense shined when it needed to shine um but i'm still kind of like uh eh. because it seems like this team could go on a little bit of a run but like i look at the the rest of the division jalen hurts seems to be getting better and better. Um, Obviously, Dallas, aside from their debacle on Sunday, they've had a really great season. Mm -hmm. Washington, they have a great defense, but who knows what they're doing to quarterback. It just still seems like they're still, like, destined to be mediocre in that division.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't don't know what to make of the Giants, to be honest. I mean, sometimes they, when they put it all together like this, and and I I think I said this last week, that the Giants have – uh, some really good playmakers that just can't seem to stay healthy. Whether it's Barkley and their receivers, uh, they've got more playmakers than my Jets do, uh, but they just can't seem to stay on the on the field. And if they're and their offensive line certainly is well improved over the last you know few years. I, you know I don't know what to make of Jones either. You know sometimes he'll have these games where it's like oh wow this is the guy, and then you know he'll make just these awful plays. But I, I think that was a big win, um, you know, on, on – you're still low-keying it a little bit. I didn't hear you say that was a big win, but um, – because you're still cautious, yeah. cautiously optimistic, I would I would say. It seems like you are.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a big win. Um, okay. Especially against a team – like, the whole AFC West is really, really good. So beating any of those teams is impressive. Um like, they came close to beating the City um, last week. So, it is a big win. But at the same time, I'm looking at, like, the, the overall picture of this year. And it doesn't seem like they have a sh- great shot of winning, like, of making the playoffs. No. I mean, they're 3-6. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and, yeah. And to me, like, if you're, if you're at the point where you're good enough to, like, win a few games... Like, it, to me, it just hurts you in the end. Because, um, yeah. <laughs> like, cause like it, it stinks to be, like, what would it be, 6-11, 7-10? Because then, like, you have kind of a mediocre draft pick, but then you're still not good enough to make the playoffs.
1: Yeah.
0: It's kind of like what I talk about in the NBA, or, like, being, like, the 8 or 7 seed is kind of like you're stuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like... Me, personally, I would rather see the Giants kind of take a couple other years to... Like, if you're going to be mediocre, just be horrible. And then you can rebuild from there. Okay. All right. Um,
1: I, 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 so let me ask you this last question on the Giants, and then we'll, we'll just go around the NFL real quick. 8-8. Eight, eight and eight, If they finished 8-8, eight and eight, would you consider that progress?
0: Yeah, I would consider that progress. Okay. Um, because like it's it seems like this last like five years or so it's been like oh yeah five and eleven or six and ten or four and twelve so at least making it to that five hundred mark would feel a lot better.
1: Well, wait a second. I I said eight and eight. I'm still thinking the sixteen game season, right? So oh, that's right. Eight and nine, so nine or nine, nine and eight. eight. I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, which is uh, interesting because I, I would assume it's because of the extra game. I'm noticing traditionally when they have these interconference games, which they never call out anymore. It, that used to be a big deal, right? So the Giants playing yeah. the Raiders. Aren't the Giants? I think they're not only playing uh, the AFC West. They also have a game against somebody else. Didn't they have a game against somebody else in the AFC? Um. <laughs> I think that's probably because they I believe of the extra they play game. Miami if yeah. I remember right. Here
0: at
1: yeah. the Yeah, yeah, that's right. Miami is definitely on their schedule. Um and I think that's because of the extra extra uh that 17th game. I, yeah. You know, um so switch over to the Jets for a second. It's leaning towards that Zach Wilson will be healthy or healthy enough to play on Sunday, but it looks like they're going to go with Mike White. Uh, what are your thoughts there?
0: Um, if I'm the Jets, I play the hot hands. Um, I heard it said pretty well, and I'm going to see if you agree with this. Now, do you care if Mike White ends up being your franchise quarterback?
1: Do I care? No.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just, okay. I'm,
1: I'm like you. I just want to win. Uh, I, yeah. But, we, you know, we've seen these stories before. You know, Mike White could be the next Kurt Warner, who came out of nowhere. You know, was a backup, was packing groceries. You know, and then finally got an opportunity to play and had a Hall of Fame career. Took two different teams to the Super Bowl. So I, 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 you just never know. You never know, and it's like this guy in in Washington. He was just a a. a all world college quarterback. I mean, he just was killing it. And but he's just never gotten the opportunity in the NFL and and he's playing okay, but he could all of a sudden really turn it around. And and this is the same with Mike White. Uh, you know, he <laughs> we never I never heard of him, you know. <laughs> I knew he was the backup. You know, and I was I and I knew about the whole Flacco thing over the summer. I'm like, why did they cut Flacco? I'm like, you know, they should have kept a veteran backup, you know, but or are, are they? Yeah, did they cut him or trade him? I think they cut him, um, and then they traded back for him, giving up a, a, a draft pick. But I don't care where it comes from. I mean, Wilson might be the guy; he might not be. Uh, you know, another good example on that is is Arizona, and I, I know his first name was Josh, but I'm forgetting his last name. But remember, Josh he, Rosen? Yeah, Josh Rosen. He was like the next all world thing, and. You know, along comes the real all-world guy, <laughs> you know, pushes him right out. And uh, you you just never know how these things, you know, Kyle Murray, I mean, he's just unbelievable. But you just never know how these yeah. things work, you know. So I, I don't care. I, I don't care. If he's franchise quarterback, great. Um, anything else surprise you this past weekend? Um, and, uh, Buffalo losing, I thought, was was huge. <laughs> I mean... And, and then we can talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers for a second, but did anything surprise you this past weekend?
0: Um, I think you, you nailed it with uh, with Buffalo. Like, the defense holds Jacksonville to nine points, and you can't even score more than nine. Um, kind of an issue there. Um, I guess, I'll, I mean, well we can dive more deep into Aaron Rodgers, but... Um, Obviously, they probably could have used him on Sunday against Kansas City, who also still seems kind of weird. I mean, they only scored 13 against Jordan Love and the Packers. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. I, I think they'll take the win and run with it because, yeah, something's off in KC. I, I, don't, I can't figure out what it is, but I think they'll just, you know, they don't care. Is this a W, you know. Uh, but they def- definitely have to straighten out because I'm sure their schedule gets tough. Because uh, that was a, um, you know, that was uh, on the schedule. That would, uh, uh, was a tough game. There's no doubt if if Aaron Rodgers was playing, that the Packers probably would have won that game pretty easily. You know, I felt bad for Jordan Love. I mean, he he didn't look prepared at all. Um, and and the coach, to his credit, said it was solely his fault. And uh, I mean, why would he look? You know, why would he be all that prepared? I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you're not gonna you're not gonna play if this guy's healthy. And you know, last thing you yeah. were expecting was for this to happen. So let me let me start with you. Then uh, let's let's go into because that's been a big story. It's um, and I think Aaron Rodgers is one of those huge stars still in the NFL, especially with uh, Drew Brees retiring. You know, Tom Brady obviously still playing, but I mean, Rodgers at at 36 years old last year was the MVP. It, 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 you know, he just seems to continue to get better and better, but. Something off with him in Green Bay. It's like he never got over them hiring this young coach, who seems to be a really good coach. And yeah, but then I, I, just, I just wonder why athletes in general sometimes, and we see it with politicians, we see it all over the place, just aren't, just, just don't tell the truth. I, I just, I don't, I don't understand that. You know, I mean, one of the worst moments last year, and it came up. Again, was the whole you know Francisco Lindor and Jeff McNeil brawl because you know one of yeah one of the Met players revealed that that was a really bad fight that it took several players to pull Lindor off of McNeil and they never liked each other, which is also one of the reasons why I think he's pushing for you know Javi Baez, you know to be there, but just the the stuff afterwards. Fans would have understood if you had said nothing. If you had just said, listen, we're going to keep that, you know, among us. Let everybody assume, whatever. Or would have just came out and said, we had a disagreement. It got carried away. Uh, But then, you know, know, there was a squirrel or a rat or a raccoon. Whatever they said was running around, you know, back there that caused a commotion. But Aaron Rodgers was was worse because it's a health issue. You know, and, and again, I think we talked about... I, wherever anybody stands on getting a vaccine, not getting a vaccine, I understand both sides of the story. So it's it's not a criticism on that. But if you're asked a direct question, you know, and and you say, especially your Aaron Rodgers, such a big star in the league, and and trying to forge this other career, you know, hosting Jeopardy and all these commercials that he's on, you would think he would just come straight forward, you know, and say no, and here's why. And and this is what I'm saying. But I'm going to keep myself safe. I'm going to keep my teammates safe. Whatever, you know. Um, I, I just I just not answer it. Say, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that private. But then maybe that would have been worse. But to just and and then it takes him two of these podcasts that he's on to admit it finally. That I mean, come on. And he definitely should know better. He's media savvy. He's 37 years old. He's been in the NFL a long time. A, a, you know, and he's a huge star. He he has to know better. He has to know that if he catches COVID, that that's not going to end well. Um, so a, anyway, I'm so sorry. I gave you my take because I'm I, I was thinking about the whole Mets thing this year. I just don't understand the not being straightforward. But guy, what was what was your take? Yeah, I th- I think you kind of
0: nailed it there because like, honestly, I don't really care whether vaccinated or not um that's that's a decision you have to make and I think especially with Aaron Rodgers, where he came out and said like he's allergic to the mRNA vaccines and then right around training is when they pulled the other one so like I think if he had even just said that like people would have obviously understood like and and now he's being made out to be a hardcore liar and and rightfully so like If you're asked were you vaccinated, you say yes, like and you're not, like there's there's no way around that. Um and it's interesting because like to me there's a few things that I don't understand with how players are dealing with this because first of all, um there's a lot of people that keep saying like there's a mandate. There's no mandate in the NFL. There probably will never be one in any of the sports because it's a it's a collective bargain thing um but like a lot of the players that aren't necessarily revealing like what their status is eventually whether it's there's an outbreak and you have to quarantine longer um or like in the NBA like if you're like if we we would know that LeBron James isn't vaccinated or is vaccinated by whether or not he can play at Madison Square Garden so like I think all of that to me is kind of weird and how they deal with it. But my biggest issues with Aaron Rodgers here is one like, like I understand not trying to reveal everything to the media. The media can be very crazy and wild, especially with a guy that's such a lightning rot like Aaron Rodgers. But you do have to be honest because now I question all the stuff that he was talking about in the summer about um, the issues with the GM and wanting to be traded and not having a say, like, what if he was just being dramatic?
1: Um,
0: And then also, like, part of me questions what, like, how much has he actually done as far as, like, making sure that he's done all of his research and everything like that. Like, you open yourself up to people questioning everything, not just the one thing. Um, And then secondly, like, I understand a lot of the NFL rules seem kind of weird. Like, non-vaccinated players have to get tested every day which, okay, I can kind of get that, but, like, then they still have to wear masks everywhere. It kind of seems a little odd. Yeah. But at yeah. the same time, Aaron Rodgers was like, well, there's no sign behind this, so I'm not going to do it. And I don't know if you saw it yesterday. The Packers got fined $300,000, as well as Aaron Rodgers and another player got fined $14,000. Yeah. I mean, $14,000 for Aaron Rodgers is nothing. Yeah. But I think just kind of the idea of, well, I'm just going to absolutely disregard these rules because they don't make sense. Because that was another lie that no one's really talked about. He's like, I followed every NFL rule to the T except for wearing a mask during um, the press conferences. But he didn't. He was out partying on Halloween night. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Integrity is important.
1: Yeah, I, 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 it, it is. And especially when you want to take your career to where he wants to take his career. Now, here's the thing, though. We also have short memory sports fans, right? I don't, I don't know off the top of my head who they're playing this week, but if if he if he plays and they come out, they have a huge win. You know, I mean, they're still seven and two even with the with the loss, right? So let's say they come out, they have a huge win. Uh, I I think, I think a lot, especially in Green Bay, they'll forget about it. You know, they're like, whatever. You know, if they go on a run and they finish the season fifteen and two, something like that, and get to the Super Bowl, I, you know, you think at the Super Bowl press conferences, they're going to be asking him about it? Probably not. You know, we have a very short memory, but I think that I saw when he was on something like 60% of the State Farm commercials and it went down to 1% of them actually showing it in rotation, um, which, you know, State Farm kind of, they didn't cut ties with him, but they, you know, pulled back right away. and Probably that's a thing to let it die down a little bit. I just think that, especially though, you know, quarterback. Any other sport? You look at baseball. You look at basketball, right? Hockey, even. There's, um, there's not really one of the most important positions. You can make an argument, right? In baseball, maybe pitcher is probably the most important position, but it's such a, a, a team sport as is football. But it's not even close. The most important position of football is the quarterback. And the quarterback typically is the leader of the team, especially of the offense, right? So again, when you start to think about what you just said, is he being truthful? Is he, being, you know? And a lot of the players said the right thing, especially the players that's played with him for a while. Randall Cobb came out and defended him, and you know they're going to say the right thing in public. But again, just like with John Gruden, you could just sense that there was something, you know, behind the scenes when they lost, they got killed by the Bears, who aren't that good, you know um you could just see none of the players were around him on the sidelines you know people were avoiding him it just you know so it'll be interesting to see if that happens with Rodgers you know but I think that a little bit different here where the players they want to win and they know that he's the best option to win you know no shade on Jordan Love I'm sure he's very talented he just wasn't he just wasn't ready to play you know um he just he just was unprepared so uh, that that position of leadership like that, you just have to take so seriously in terms of what you say. And this is a, such a serious issue, you know. This is, I mean, so many people have died throughout the country. It's just, and he himself did admit that he was very sick for a couple of days. You know, um, I mean, this is no, no joke. Um, you know, I think we've all been impacted by COVID, whether it's ourselves, or someone we know, someone in our families. It's um, you know, it's a lot more serious than I think he made it out to be. So, um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. It it it's going to be interesting to watch. You know, this week, um, what happens with them if they play him? You know, um, I would assume they will, uh, <laughs> because yeah, you know, if if he passes everything that he needs to pass, I I would assume because I think he has to take a heart test or something like that. Um, outside of that, I would if he passes that, I would assume he plays. You know. Um. All right, let's jump over to the NBA real quick, and then we'll we'll jump into uh, uh, some fun facts here as as the award season in baseball starting. Uh, I, and so the Knicks, I, I, I don't know what to make of them too much yet. I mean, it's the NBA is like that; it's kind of week week to week almost. Um, But I want to first start with your Cavaliers, although that was a terrible break uh, for Colin Sexton. um, you know, it didn't look like a bad injury. And and sure enough, he's got a torn meniscus. He's probably out for the year, I would assume, or for a good period of time. But they've assembled some pretty good young players. I mean, is there any excitement there? Uh, what are they, 7 or 8 and 4, something like that? Is there any excitement there for them? No, and I don't
0: understand why. <laughs>
1: This Evan Mosley guy, man, he's gonna be a very, very. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go out of and say he's gonna be a star, but he's a very good player. He's somebody they could definitely build around, no doubt. Uh, but no, no excitement yeah. there for the Cavs at all. Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> no, I think I think right now it's all about the Browns, especially with like the stuff that's been happening this last couple of weeks. Um, I could see that shift happening say February when um when like the NFL season's over and especially if the Cavs are still in it but oh my gosh see um that was the first time cuz usually I don't really watch a ton of Cavs games it's hard to get the channels here cuz right. I don't have cable so um so watching them against the Knicks and oh my Ricky rubio like well where has that been all of his career <laughs>
1: can I admit something to you I, I, until that game, I didn't know Ricky Rubio was still in the NBA. I thought he had went back overseas. (laughs) I just, you know, um, and no no shade on him. He's been a solid player. Uh, I mean, he was taunted as being a star, you know, when he came into the league, but that never really panned out. But I didn't know he was still in the league, but he couldn't miss. I mean, it was just one of those nights where he was just on fire. Um, And he still is very fast, too. Yeah, the Knicks couldn't keep up with them. They just got... You know, the Knicks were making that nice comeback, and uh, then the Cavs just couldn't miss. None of those guys were missing three-pointers, you know? But that's an interesting team that they have there. Uh, I think they have a good coach. Uh, He's, uh, you know, uh, Bickerstaff has a pedigree there. His father was a really good coach. And, um, you know, he did well when he got the chance in Houston for a while, but uh, they didn't give him a chance at the permanent position. Uh, The Cavs did, so... it's going to be interesting, but I'm. I guess I'm not too surprised that there's no uh, excitement around them. So talk about the Knicks. In, in, in my opinion, uh, one of the best wins that I've seen them in these in these two years since they've gotten good was that Friday night win against the Bucks. I, I just I, I sat there with my mouth open. I couldn't believe how well they played from the second quarter on. Uh, what were your thoughts? Hopefully, you got a chance to watch some of that because I think that was a national game on ESPN.
0: Yeah, I watched a little bit of it and I wholeheartedly agree. Um The Bucks obviously are a great team. They were missing um, who were they missing was it Holiday? they were missing uh, somebody. Right? Holiday
1: played, I um uh Chris their second player that Middleton. yeah, Middleton, uh Middleton. didn't play. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. So like I know you there, but like I think it, I agree with you. Um one of their best wins in a long time, definitely their best win in season, um, because it seems like a lot of times when the Knicks team gets down, they try really, really hard just hoisting up threes. Um, you saw a little bit of that against Cavs, where like they kept just kind of falling behind it. Oh, let's just shoot a three. Kemba Walker is just throwing threes left and right. Evan Fournier has not hit a three all night, and he's just chucking them up. So um, I think it's a good... I think kind of like what you said, this team very much lives and dies by the three. But I think also showing that fight against the defending champions, like we're not talking about like the the Charlotte Hornets or the Pelicans without Zion. Like this is a really, really good team. And I think um, I think it shows that this team can actually compete with some of the top dogs. Now, does that mean that they'll make the finals? I don't know about that, but um, I think it really does show that this team, this team is legit. Um, yes, like any other team, they have flaws, but like I don't know, I'm still very, very excited about this team.
1: Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, you know, to to your point with the the threes, they they fell into that trap against Cleveland. They didn't fall into that trap against the Bucs. They were they were going uh. into the paint. And they definitely didn't fall into that trap in, in the win against the Sixers the other night. Um, you know they they definitely kept you know taking it you know to the again Sixers were missing Embiid, but listen, take the win, take the win, and get out of town. They I think they had lost nine straight in Philadelphia. You know, uh, and 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 last year the two that they lost there, if you remember, were excruciating losses uh, against the Sixers. They and they they had the game right there. This was when they were first half of the season. They were trying to come up. And remember, we were saying they just didn't know how to close out games, you know, uh, and the Sixers, some of those losses I could see, um, so I, I was glad to just see them go into Philly and get a, you know, get a big win like that. Uh, the Knicks have something going here. I think that I liked uh, Alfred Payton and Reggie Bullock and a few of the guys that are no longer on the team, but they replaced them with guys that are that are better. I mean, Kimball Walker, obviously, better than mm-hmm. Alfred Payton, and, uh, you know, Reggie Bullock, um... Evan Fournier is is Ben and Reggie Bullock was Bullock was an excellent defensive player but uh I I like the moves that they made to really shore the team up I just it's and Derek Rose has fit in just just like a glove I mean he just just a perfect uh you know now he's really settled in and he's he knows his role and he's coming off the bench and it's just you know I could see six man of the award for him down down the road because he just um that was the turnaround when they brought him in against the Bucks. You know, he he just had just this spectacular game. They just don't have to depend totally on Julius Randle, which which I love. Yeah. What would you make of the whole uh, Jokic um, from Denver? And uh, have you seen that? And, uh, him and Marquise Morris got into a little thing, and now their brothers are threatening the Morris twins on uh, on Twitter. Okay. Uh Mars actually started that. Uh you know, he that was a dirty hit he did on Jokic and then Jokic pushed him and, and uh Mars is actually hurt, you know, from it. I don't know how much of that you followed, but that was a nasty game with Denver uh and Miami the other night. I'm like, why would they have a rivalry, you know? It was Denver and Miami. Right. Um Um but any any teams are standing out to you so far?
0: Um well, I'll comment really quick on the uh, the Jokic thing. I I watched that play and I was like, "What in the world?" Yeah. But also, to me, anytime you bring beef into Twitter, it's probably gonna stay there because people people tend to just like hide behind that facade. But also, why are you bringing like family into it? To me, that's a little bit too extra. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I would say, as far as like surprises. Um, I don't think we could go any further without talking about the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, um, yeah, you know they're nine and one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, there's something to be said about championship pedigree, you know, and, and they added some good pieces as well. But you know, Curry, Green, uh, and Thompson's not back yet, right?
0: Um, I was looking. Is he back? I don't, I didn't think he was. But I don't I think he's back what? yet.
1: But Um, you know, the Warriors are good and they finally now getting a chance to play in front of fans in that new arena, and so I think that that's probably making a big difference for them as well. But the Warriors, nine and one, that is, I would say that's a surprise. I'm not overly surprised, nine and one is really good out of these first 10 games, and I think the NBA that's what you do, you take it in those 10 game chunks, you know, uh, throughout the year. And 9-1 and one to start out with, man, that's that's really good, especially out west. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, but
0: that's my biggest surprise. Because, okay. like, I kept looking. And also, Steph Curry, didn't he drop 50 yesterday or the day before? <laughs> he's unbelievable. He had a big game recently. He's, he's also just, getting better yeah.
1: as he gets older, right? <laughs> he's also getting better. You know, you just yeah. hope he doesn't have a big injury because I think he could play at this level probably for another five years at least, you know? Um, that's uh, yeah. that yeah, that so we'll we'll take that. We'll watch the Warriors for sure. I would say here though, on the other side, the Nets still floundering. Uh, I don't think it's a big surprise without Kyrie, but I'm probably surprised that Harden has struggled the way he has. Um, you know, he seems like he showed up a little bit out of shape again, but uh, with this whole new you know not drawing foul thing, uh, I, I think that's really impacted him a lot. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah. and and that could get ugly here uh, because you know you got you know Durant's not going to take the losing uh for sure you know <laughs> so um that that could definitely get ugly here and especially if Kyrie continues to sit out so um that that to me has been I'm not overly surprised I'm more surprised that Harden has been this bad this I don't want to say he's this bad because even even here he's still a solid NBA player but he's not the superstar that that he was um Alright, let's jump into to fun facts. It's award season. I'll give you mine and I'll let you wrap up and you can talk a little bit about your favorite for the awards. I am I've i probably mentioned this on a podcast before. I think probably when Tom Siever passed away. So the Cy Young Award, and, and I'm I'm always fascinated by both, the MVP and Cy Young. I'll give two real quick. And this one you might you might know, although I thought Keith Hernandez probably really got robbed here. Uh, But the National League has done that historically. They'll give it to uh, the player that means the most on a team. And so the only time there was a tie was 1979. And that was when the Pirates won everything. And Keith Hernandez uh, won the batting title. And he he tied with Willie Stargell uh, for MVP. So they were co-MVPs, first time ever. Stargell was the heart and soul of that Pirate team. and, And had an excellent year. But Hernandez just had an his best year, uh, you know, uh, at, a, at a relatively young age. He had just this all-world season. But he shared the MVP award. The Cardinals, um, you know, weren't really in the playoff hunt that year. Um, so maybe that was a big factor. But it, it was just odd that there was a tie, you know. But the one to me yeah. that really stood out, and I can go to a couple of MVPs, but the, the Cy Young that stood out was uh, – and Tom Seaver, you know, he still won three Cy Youngs, right? But 1971, they gave it to Ferguson Jenkins of the Cubs. Ferguson Jenkins. I don't want to take anything away. He had an excellent year. He was 24 and 13 on on a good team. Uh, both the Mets and Cubs were in contention that year. They were both good teams, but they didn't get to the playoffs either one. Um, 24 and 13, a 2.77 ERA. That's an excellent year. That should win you Cy Young anytime, right? Tom Siebel was 20 and 10. Right, not twenty four and thirteen, but twenty and ten is, I think, pretty good. Hit a one point seven six ERA. <laughs> to me, that should have been case closed, you know. But yeah, you know they they made it up the next year with Seaver. You know, uh, I I think he won again in seventy three and in seventy five, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. But that was like a travesty. He should have definitely gotten the uh, Cy Young that year. One point seven six ERA, when and and winning twenty games. I mean. You know, come on, and on a good team. I mean, they were contending. The Mets were that year. They didn't. They didn't win it, but anyway, that's my fun fact. What do you got?
0: All right. Well, I have one on MVP. Um, I have a football one, and then a whole bunch of World Series one. Okay. So I'll start with the MVP. Um, this year is going to mark the first time since 1987 that neither MVP has ma- neither MVP will make the playoffs. Um, Andre yeah. Dawson of the Cubs won it in 87 as well as George Bell with the Blue Jays. Because um, all the finalists, none of them made the playoffs. Marcus Simeon, Black Guerrero Jr., Shoei Otani, um, and nationally Harper Soto, which is kind of ironic that both of them made it, and Tatis. So, um, and also back then, obviously, only four teams made the playoffs, so it's a lot harder. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, um, that is interesting. Quick on the NFL... Um so Josh Allen of the Dolphins sacked Josh Allen of the Bills. The first Sad time man. a player has sacked someone with the same name as them. <laughs> um I just think that's kinda of funny. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um all right. So obviously the Braves winning the World Series. Um a lot of very interesting facts came from this. So First, the last two attempts in a 162 game season were 40 and 41 and 41 and 40 halfway through the season. So Nationals in 2019, the Braves this year, very, very similar past to the World Series. Um, also, this to me is kind of interesting as well. Um, so on July 13th, so not late in the, or not like that early in the season. The Braves had a 0.3% chance of making of winning the World Series. Wow. And they made it happen. Wow. Um, also, kind of one of those like odd stats, and then I'll get to two that I think were really interesting. Um, so Terrence Gore, who you might know, kind of like one of those role players. He got into one game this year in the postseason. He has more World Series rings now, Ted Williams, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, <laughs> Barry Bonds, and Mike Trout combined.
1: Wow, um,
0: he's only played in 102 games and has zero home runs and one RBI in his career. Wow, um, that's amazing. So, very interesting. That's amazing. Um, so, last two here, I have Will Smith of the Braves. Obviously, the Braves, their um, their bullpen, calling them the night shift. It became like one of their big parts of why they won. Um, was zero ERA and eleven appearances in the playoffs. He had six saves and six opportunities. No other pitcher, and this is the interesting part, no other pitcher on any team had more than one save. Wow! Out of all ten teams. Wow! wow. So. Wow. Um, we always talk about how important it is to have that lockdown closer. Um, and baseball has kind of shifted away from having your set ninth inning guy. But Will Smith proves you need it. last one. This is this is interesting. A, a huge homage to um, Hank Aaron here. So when Rob McPouney got hurt um, towards ACL, the Braves were 44 and 44. Um, also, the Braves won 44 games before. always in uh, center field this year, so um, definitely a good I love the fact that the Braves won because it really paid it paid respect to the way that the All-Star game couldn't have getting uh, City their first World Series in 26 years so,
1: yeah, um, there you that, go Braves That is amazing, I, I didn't know any of that and, um, and and the homage to Hank Aaron for them to win on the year that Hank Aaron passed away it's it's amazing. And I go back to Will Smith for a second, man. He was um, Mariano uh, Rivera-like in the postseason. And I remember going into the postseason, I said he was going to be their Achilles heel. Boy, was I wrong. Uh, because he wasn't that great in the, in the regular season. Maybe I'm going by the Mets. Um, you know, got to him a couple of times. But he was um, he was really, really good. And uh, not good. He was great in the postseason. Uh, so... That's awesome. All right, Kenny, take us home. Those are great
0: facts. I'm um, get one real quick. Okay. Oh, um, so acquisitions was a big part. They had twelve home runs in the postseason from all of the guys they fired like during the season, also the most ever. So Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Recording in progress.
1: All right. You know, those were interesting. About, you know, technology, right? It's crazy. Those are some great. 12 home runs. I mean, that's unbelievable. They, they did just by far the best trade deadline, I think, that I can remember. Um, so, anyway, this has been great. Kenny, take us home, man. All all right, this is Kenny. Just like
0: Kenny. Kenny. So on the we'll see you guys next you week. All right. See you next week. Recording stop.